the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm your host, Tim Calloway. I have a very special guest today, Curtis May of Practical Wealth Advisors. Curtis uh, works with uh, individuals and families uh, who want to be financially independent, usually prior to the age of 65. They're business owners, uh, investors, families, people just like you and I, who are tired of giving up control of the hard-earned money to strangers. Curtis, welcome to the show. Tim, thanks for having me. All right. After much so, complication. <laughs> what's that? So, I said after much complication. After we, much complication. We had a little technical difficulties, but yes, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to be here and tell you both things I know. <laughs> so. uh, fantastic. Well, I look forward to it and I have some familiarity with it, so I'm excited to kind of hear your story. Let's start with uh, how'd you get started? I mean, what, what was your, you know, uh, how'd you get started in the industry and then, you know, what got you to where you are now? Yeah, so uh, I got started in the financial services industry. I Well, it's back up. So I okay. my family had always been self-employed, right? So we owned a supermarket growing up. I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. We were in the uh, bar business. So my dad, we we're always, I guess, in real estate. We're like McDonald's. So he would buy mixed-use properties, but they would have a bar, you know, like a you know, in, in Philly, corner properties with the, right. with the retail downstairs in the um, apartments like a, upstairs right like a, you would like never a corner, develop like a cornerstone business on yes the yeah, yeah like a yeah but so in and it's like a corner store you should know philly because philly has row right. houses and then right and and so you need to have a the second would be living dwelling space then the bottom would be the store so there's a lot of like stores bars with the you know the uh your grocery business at the bottom you lived over top back in the day so my grandfather was in that business had a house next door a corner store that put him and four kids, you know, served them. And uh, so I grew up that in that business. So I always say I never got that go to school, get a good job talk. And so I got into industry in 19, in the financial services industry in 1985, uh, got my insurance license. And uh, when I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11 shooting guards. Okay. <laughs> so I had, I had, oh, I need a new dream. It's not going to work out. Right. And, but I, what the, the ability to make money, the ability to control my schedule and the ability to, if I could get good, I could have no limits on my income. That that appealed to me and what appealed to me was learning and then teaching people about money. Um, what I learned in around 2000, about 2000, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I realized most of everything that I was doing, because I was a typical buy term investor difference, max out your 401k. Right. Mutual funds are end all be all guy. Right. Okay. And then I kind of had a uh uh like uh I'll call it Saul became Paul moment, you know, right. in terms of I realized most of what I was doing was was different, was incorrect and start digging into I found this little book called Become Your Own Banker. I discovered uh Kim Butler, uh, who was on one of uh Kiyosaki's early tapes, Choose to Be Rich. Right. And uh talking about, you know, the the asset classes, business, real estate, paper. And she was on there talking about paper 
and talking about velocity of money and uh, permanent insurance strategy. Like, well, this is different. And I didn't understand it all, but it started me to dig it. Right. right. And then probably around 2010, I got full bore into what I do now, which is, you know, teaching. Y'all may have heard something called infinite banking, but that's actually step two in our system. And I teach uh, uh, the private reserve. But I I what I try to I teach our clients that there's four asset classes, right? Business, real estate, paper and commodities. Right. And right. so you need to pick a horse and ride it. But your goal is to become financially free right? Financial independence. And, you know, I'll, I was just on the phone before we started this call. It's like, well, what's your fastest path to cash? Right. Is what you got to ask yourself. What do I know mm-hmm. how to do now? Like she wanted to do real estate, but she didn't really know how to do real estate, but she had a successful, some other little business pop-up store and online business, but she felt mm-hmm. she didn't know how to manage the money. So she shut it down. So she's trying to learn how to wholesale mm-hmm. and flip. And I said, yeah, you should do that. But what can you start up where you can make money in the next 30 days? Right. She said, well, I, the thing I was doing, well, let's do that. I can help you fix the the, the financial illiteracy part. Okay. I need you to make money. Because so I can make money. Well, the three skills of money are make it, keep it, and grow it. Curtis right. is the keep it guy. Right. Right. So that's a long intro, but that's no, that, no, no. I that was it. a conversation I just had literally like five minutes ago. That's a that's a great conversation. And I always say, Curtis, that you know, well, one, you know, there's really only one playbook for life, but unfortunately most people don't read that. Right. 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 So, right. So, and, and there's really no playbook in well, actually there's millions of them, but nobody ever sits down. And most parents, under, unfortunately, I, I have four sons and I've done the best I can to kind of guide mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. really to have that playbook, right. Uh, mm-hmm. for, fin- for finances, um, you know, life's a different story, but finances, uh, they don't teach it in school. Well, you know, it's funny. It's in yeah. the original playbook you're describing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I have that. I have that discussion with my spouse all the time. Right. Go, right. No, it's right here, and I go, "Oh, you're right." Or your pastor, <laughs> right? Right. Right. I always tell people if you go to uh, what the uh, Rabbi Lapkins, "Thou shalt prosper." Right. And uh, I was speaking at a women's uh, conference, the first lay of this church, and I was like, you know, have you ever read "Thou shalt prosper" or listen to my Reverend Myron Gold? And I said, you know, how do you know, because the Torah is basically the Old Testament, right? Right. Right. And so, okay, why do other groups under, get the money lessons that everybody else misses, right? Because they mentioned right. gold in Genesis like eight times. It's not yeah, as a right. bad thing, right? So, not to go sideways like that, but right. you know, you got because see, when I talk about There's principles based on planning, yeah. See, so and so we're talking about the Bible, all right? right. <laughs> so let's put it out, right? So what happens is, I'm very silly, y'all. The uh, is there's principles. So I teach principles-based planning, right? Uh, principles drive strategy and strategy drives tactics. Like tactics are product that you buy. Too many people are focused on tactics. They're tactical, yes. but they have no strategy and they don't have any principles. So when we talked about the playbook for life, there's something called the 10 commandments. That's your right. playbook for life. So you can live a good life a good, you know, doing to others that you have them doing to you, all that kind right. of stuff. And that's missing in this society. Okay. Oh. Right. And so if we got that together, a lot of things would improve, <laughs> you know, follow the constitution. Right. But anyway, so I have financial principle we'll go into in a minute, but I think you have to start there because see, if you do unto others that you have them doing to you, you don't even need laws like fiduciary laws right. because everybody's operating Nobody, How do you not operate cheating. from a fiduciary standard, meaning yeah. that you treat your clients 
you do what's best for your clients. I mean, that's just morality. I mean, how would you right. not do that? Apparently, you have to make a law about it, but I don't know how you not operate like that yeah. in everything. Somehow, somewhere along the line, you know, when you and I could probably sit here and wax philosophical, you know, about the past hundred years, uh, you know, industrial revolution and uh, politics and see where it was lost. But you're right. I mean, if, if you keep those principles as principles of your life, then the the financial part of it takes care of itself. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just it we just don't. doesn't seem. Well, that's be. why we at, they need us out here on the air. Right. <laughs> right. That's good to hear, man. So keep going. I'm not going to stop you. So the principle, let's talk about the financial principles. Okay. Because one of the things I try to share with people, the financial plan precedes the business plan and the investment plan. Everybody wants to start right into investments, right? And so I'll get people, they're good at what I call principle five, right? Real estate investors, right? Which is right. velocity of money, velocity method, right? But they're skipping steps. So what I try to do is help people backfill because I want you to build a house on rock, not on sand, okay? And so there's principles that we try to teach. And so if y'all have ever read The Richest Man in Babylon, The Seven Cures for a Lean Purse, mm -hmm. basically Curtis teaches chapter two of The Richest Man in Babylon, right? And um, so, but we've boiled them down into a system we call principles-based planning. So we break ours down into five. Save, right? Save what? Save what? 15% or more of your gross income. So if you make a hundred grand, Guess what? Curtis wants you saving 15000 Right. All right. And why? Because you need to exercise that. You know, it's not you won't get rich saving money because there are people like trash is cash. But I'm not talking about you can't accumulate your way to wealth. Right. right. But I want you to have I when I'm talking about saving, I mean, the verb of spending less than you make and capitalizing your system. So you have money to do what for emergencies. Right. And for opportunities to buy or build cash flowing assets. That's why you're saving. That's step one. That's where the game starts, right? Now, the, to do that, the other thing I find, uh, Tim, is that they, they don't manage cash flow, right? So if y'all have ever read, I'll give you, I'll throw a couple of books out. Profit First, or better yet, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. That's better book, Okay. And uh, learn because most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow. So I have a system called cash flow mapping where we teach that's a tactic. I mean, a strategy, right? We right. teach a system of uh, most times what, as I've been doing it the last year, I realized, all right, I'm started starting with cash flow even before I get to the principles because I got to figure out, you know, what's coming in and what's going out. Cause people right. say, I, you know, people say, well, I don't know where my money goes, right? How do you know if you're wholesaling <laughs> or you're flipping business is right. profitable? Because you don't know. You could be supporting one with the other. That's what he talks about in the book. You just don't know what's good, what's marketing working, what's not. If you don't track it, right? Financial right. literacy is accounting. He was like, I need to work on my financial literacy. That doesn't mean investing. Financial literacy is accounting, right? And because um, most WAF is lost there. The second principle, oh, I'm not going to wax poetic, uh, <laughs> is- is um, now. Um protection, right? You have to play defense, right? So when I talk about protection, we take people through a process where we look at your auto. I want to make sure you've got maximum coverage on your auto, because if you don't have that, you can't get umbrella coverage. People say, right. oh, I got three LLCs. You're for that. That's limited liability, right? So your first line of defense is insurance. You need a million, two million dollars of umbrella coverage, 
right? But if your auto insurance is too low, you can't qualify for the other one until you raise your limits. So we teach people how that works. I want you to have, you know, replacement costs. See, the principal is maximum protection. See, we want to get the minimums of what we can pay with, but you leave yourself vulnerable to attack, right? Your disability, what if you got hurt? You know, auto home, uh, 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 state stuff. That's protection, right? right? Trust, There's different types of trust. There's for, um, uh, li- uh, not liability, um, estate planning, right? Reverse, mm-hmm. uh, 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 revocable, irrevocable. These are attorneys. They don't do all right. of it, but Curtis quarterbacks all of it, right? right. I make sure those discussions happen, and I'll either work with your person or introduce you to a person that'll do it for you. Uh, then I had a great guy a guest on my show. I think it's Brian Demby on, um, we should talk to, uh, he's, uh, we did a great talk on asset protection trusts for right. real estate investors and people will go to the tactic. I need a trust. We well, you know about trust. You think about trust. No. What's the, what do you think about trust and what do you need depending on where do you own like four properties or less? Well, you need this. And then right. if you have this many, now you start thinking about this. And now as you're bigger, you know, and what he does is on my show, he breaks it down like, boom, here's where you are. Here's what you need. Here's where you are. Here, it was awesome. You know, in terms of getting contextual, that all falls under my principle too, by the way. And then there's life insurance, right? So right. maximum protection, you know, take if you're like between, uh, let's say, 30 and 40, uh, 20, let's say 20 and 40, you should, you, the, uh, no, I won't say you should have. You can have your annual income times 25. Right. Okay. If you're 40 to 50 times 20, if you're 50 right. and over times 15. So that's what they call the, in the industries, uh, your human life value. Right. And so most people aren't protected because you're saying, well, I got this real estate. You know, my wife or husband will be fine, but that's not liquid. So you need right. to create tax. What if you could create tax free liquidity in your state? Because right. your spouse may not know how to do it. Yeah. Right. I don't, you know, I think most people don't realize the value of good life insurance. I mean, no. the, 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 the tax free implications, the avoiding probate, you know, all, all of the, the beautiful. And that's just on the death benefit. Right. That's, that's, just, on so now, benefit. that's just on the yeah. death benefit, which has right. a lot of value. Now, I teach the living benefit because then my right. clients buy real estate with right. the cash values from their policies. So that's the strategy. It's even better. Yeah. Called that's infinite great. banking. You know, right. where because I ask people, so where do you store your cash? Like your wealth has to be warehoused somewhere. You want to store it in real estate? Well, equity has no rate of return. You have to qualify to get it back out. You right. know, you want to store your equity in stock market? Well, that's good luck. Good luck with that. That's yeah. risky. Your, you know, timing be, your timing better be perfect. Right. I mean, that's, that, right. That's the thing about stock market. But go ahead. Last, yeah. you know, listen, last time I checked, I didn't know anybody had a working crystal ball. But if you have right. one of those, the stock market is fantastic. Well, the worst part is, is the people that, that okay, yeah, I've, I've been in this 401k my whole life. And then, you know, they roll it over when they leave their company. And all of a sudden there's a 2008, let's say. Yep. And and all of a sudden it's worth half as much. And they go, oh, wait a minute, I can't retire the way I had planned for 30 years. Uh, and, and don't understand the principles of, you know, moving money around prior to it. Yeah, but go ahead. You're, you're doing great. But yeah, just, you know, it's, always, but you know that and, and yeah. see the, the other challenge is because I teach you how to, first of all, all of that falls under what I call the accumulation theory, right? Buy and hold, dollar cost average, get out right. of debt, rule of right. 72, magic of compound interest, buy term investor difference. And that 
strategy is this it, first of all it doesn't work let's start with that okay <laughs> all right so I'll step with some toes okay <laughs> and uh, making somebody angry today <laughs> all right it doesn't work okay i've been in business 35 years right. I, I can i could i've forgotten more about bot term investor drivers than all of y'all listening know okay right. and i've been in the industry long enough to see you know because the argument is well you know what this company's work with nobody invests a difference. That's not the problem. I don't care if you invested the difference. Okay. Right. I, I was doing, I was talking to a guy and he was like, yeah, well, if I, if I, you know, cause he, he wanted to hear about the insurance, infinite banking. Well, what's the return, return the policy. It doesn't matter really. Okay. Yeah. Cause and then he was like, well, I can get 12% over here and such and such. I said, well, okay. And he pulled out his little sales spreadsheet. I said, listen, dude, that, that doesn't mean anything. That's math. That's not yeah. how money works. Okay. Right. If you have, you know, if you had $10,000 or $100,000 in, in the market and your portfolio, I don't know, has it ever dropped by half before? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so I said, so if you now you got 50,000. So I said, what, or 10, you know, if it's 10,000, drop to five, put your own numbers in there. What rate of return, I asked them, do you need to get to get even, not making money, just get back right. to where you were? Right. right. People don't understand that math. A hundred percent. That means that fund manager's got to hit a home run. Right. The way it works backwards, if you're down, the, the way right. it works backwards and trying to compound back up is a, a huge mountain to climb. It's a huge. And so you could say, well, you know, uh, my perspective says I'm doing 10, 12 percent. That's 10 percent, 12 percent that year because right. it's not an interest rate. It's a rate of return because people think, you know, mutual funds earn compound interest. No, they don't. They mm -hmm. go up. They go down. They appreciate. Right. They depreciate. You know, most resident reps don't know that. Right. I believe it. You know, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Because they'll show the rule of 72 and right. then they'll show a prospectus and or, or, or you know, your 401k thing. OK, well, listen, this did 12 percent. So that means that if it averages this, your money will double every six years. But that's math. That's not money. OK, because it average doesn't mean I can show you the average 25 percent and, and make no money. Right. Right. And uh, I have a it's video true. on there. I did that on my YouTube channel somewhere called actual versus average or math versus money. And so it's like you've got to understand. So even as um, investors, you've got to understand, you know, the financing part of your 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 deal. Right. Because right. you see the house, for example, I'm, I'm shifting gears mentally. I'm still on like. So let me let me finish the principle. because I'll go off a different tangent. So the principle four is liquidity. Right. Six to 12 months of liquidity for emergencies and for opportunities. What if we have another, and now there's precedent set that the government feels that they can intervene, right. okay, let's just say in your life, and to make it legal for your tenants not to pay you. Yeah. But the mortgage companies still want their money, don't they? That's right. So if you don't have liquidity, what's you the stop. term, SOL, right? You're, you're right. in bad shape, you right? like Chuck. Right, right. <laughs> and and so you got to have, because if you have the liquidity, you can cover it, because especially right. if you didn't good, you do good tenant selection, uh, now you can cover it, or better yet, you can take advantage of opportunities of people that are strapped for cash that all of a sudden need to get rid of their property, and you can now get it, you know, at wholesale, right? right. Because you had the ability, you had access to capital on the day they needed some money, and you could get to it. See, most people are afraid to capitalize. You don't need to be fully invested. You need to you need to have, you know, Buffett and Apple are sitting on billions of dollars of cash. Sure. sure. You know, and they have Buffett, I mean, Apple has the money, but they still borrow. Right. 
right? And so that's the difference between, you know, principle five is velocity over accumulation. So the accumulation, I mean, sorry, the velocity method, if you study this, y'all, most of y'all listeners already know this. Velocity is just a, so the Burr method in real estate right. is velocity, putting money in, refurbishing, getting your money act out, moving into another deal. You want to spend money. You ask, how many times can you turn right. over that dollar? It's right. not about compound interest, right? You're in it for the long term. No, you want to get your money, get your money back out, still have that asset you bought throwing off cash flow and equity and right. go get another one, right? And so money like speed. And then uh, cash flow. See, if it doesn't cash flow, to quote Kiyosaki, it's not an asset. Asset is something that right. puts money in your pocket. Or if it does cash flow and you don't make any money, it's not a good asset, right? I call it a non-productive asset. So, and then understanding under velocity, the difference between um, uh, debt. What is debt? Like most people think, oh, I got to get out of debt. You don't, if you have a property that has a, you know, a value of 300,000 and you have $200,000 mortgage, you are not in debt. Right. Right. You have a liability against a liability. an asset. Yeah. Right. And your tenant's paying for it. What's the right. hurry? Right. And the Fed's destroying the debt for you. All right. I mean, you have to understand you're not trying to pay extra on the mortgage. I know real estate groups, oh, just double down and get this mortgage out so you get all the cash flow. Why in the heck would you do that? People don't understand the concept of, of, the value of money, cheap money. Opportunity cost, right. They don't understand opportunity cost. It's so low, even now, even with the past six months, nine months of of the Fed, you and I are old enough to remember the 80s, right? I mean, yes, uh, I remember 17%. Yes. (laughs) But see, you know what? On the flip side, right? What were CDs paying? 15%? Right. Yeah, I remember when I was coming out of high school. Right, oh. Marty Mark accounts paying twenty one percent. Money market accounts paying fat money just to yes. sit there, and I, you know we we new CDs were all, eight, ten, twelve percent. Right, and long. so yeah. there's two interest is two sides. It's the rate of return and and right. what you're paying. So you have to look at as two sides of interest, and so you want to be on the receiving side. That's why we teach people to be the bank. We say look, you can be a customer of the bank, or you can be the bank, which just means it's a store. Banking is like storage, right? Blood bank, food bank, right. and so. What we teach is this falls under principle. What starts is principle one, save. Principle four is where do you store your cash? Properly structured dividend paying whole life. That's a tactic, mm-hmm. right? And the strategy is to is to manage your finances, like borrow the bank's business model. Because all banking is building a pool of capital that you control, right? And because all your money is already going into somebody's bank, you just don't right. own the bank. What if you could create a pool of money that you controlled and because everybody's chasing investments, but 35 cent of every dollar is leaving your house in the form of debt to others. What is the right. first thing you do is recapture that money and become more efficient. Right. And so I teach people, you know, if you want to create maximum wealth, you have to start out by stop giving your money away. You want to create maximum efficiency, manage your cash flow, you know, uh, get that 35 cent coming back to you, get somebody to help you minimize taxation by understanding the laws and the rules you know, looking at fees. Right. Um, I, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm helping people uh, with the um, employee retention credit, you know, so I'm a consultant with that. And, you know, you can get back. It's 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 like the um, if you're like I say, if you all have businesses that are where you had W2 employees and they're looking at like the, the what are those things called? The um, the uh, last re- uh, second, third and fourth quarter of 2000. 
right. in the first, second, and third quarter of um, 2021. I just this morning went through an interview with a person at whole, a home health care agency that had 15 full-time, full-time meaning 30 hours, W-2 employees, and we do initial analysis on this program. I'm getting, he, if all this stuff checks out the way he told me, he'll, he's going to get a, 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 a refund, not a loan. Right. Not a forgivable loan, a refund of $233,000. Oh, wow. Uh, so I should hit me up if you want to hear more about that. But, you know, you got to have W2Q. But your the phone thing is you're start ringing right now. You right, right, exactly. <laughs> but what happens is, but that what you got to do is you got to, you got to, there's stuff out there. So, like, to mm -hmm. me, if you want to create maximum wealth, you got to find money that you're losing unknowingly, unnecessarily. So we kind of walk people through a process where we look at everything and yeah. try to improve your current cash flow, give you more and better benefits, and protect minimize future and current taxation and so it's but it's it's like it's a couple of meetings it's not all at one thing because i just said a lot they love, uh right Tim, let me thanks for letting me rant, uh, uh going i call a curtis rant so you no, know, know, rain me back in okay no, I okay i'll rein you back in a little bit all right <laughs> tell me where um practical wealth advisors are going to be moving forward i mean you know, there's a lot going on in, in finances right now. There's an interesting overall, I think, banking system. You said something uh, that when you when you were, you know, explaining kind of what you did, how the government has decided they can move in and dictate, you know, really what happens with your money if you're if you're a real estate owner and you're collecting rents. So there's just so much going on, you know, and there's there's got to yeah. be I, I'm not kidding about your phone should be ringing off the hook because uh, everybody I talk to, you know, they're just kind of like. You know, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's there's a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Don't know. Right. Uh, where do you see not just not just like overall in the in the in, in the cash world and the money world, but with you, you know, with with your company and where you're going and, and what you see happening. I'm going to kill it. Okay, we're good. There you go. So I I whatever recession is, I've already chosen not to participate. Okay. Right. And no recession um, in this house. Yeah, because there's no recession. I look, my business went up in right. COVID, right? Because I decided that, all right, because my business is teaching you how money works and helping you save money. So as long, um, uh, Dan Selvan has a little book called Building Cash, oh, what's it called? Cash Confidence, right? And so I look at my business is helping you reach your aspirational goals. So my focus is helping you when helping you improve your cash flow, helping you improve your vision, helping you get better every year. So there is no limit to that. So because I teach people how money works. So what happens is if you say, all right, you have to to um, what's the word? I call it building. A, I, I stole this from Jamie Dimon, but I help people do it on personal finance, building a fortress balance sheet. Right. So you need to build a financial fortress so that if things because what is uh Jim Rohn says the winds of adversity blow on us all, but the difference is how you set the sail. Right. Okay. So I'll, that and right. All I do is work on Curtis. Can Curtis set a better sail? Okay. So if you you know you want to be uh I heard this from Myron Golden, you want to raise responsible kids. So I break it down. I've been teaching our clients this responsible. If you break it apart, it means to respond mm -hmm. with ability. Right. Right. So 
uh, to quote Jim, my favorite philosopher, Jim Rohn, says, uh, to don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. So you need to keep working at getting better. I work at getting better every month, every quarter, I, you know, and what did I learn? How can I improve my business? How can I protect myself? How can I help my clients protect themselves? And I work at learning new stuff and teaching new stuff, you know, to people. And so what happens is if you look at your personal economy, okay, here's the wins, inflation. Okay. Well, inflation hurts some people. Inflation mm -hmm. helps real estate investors, Right. Because when you see rates double oh, from three to six, I mean, the, the more the payment in double the payment went up by like one hundred and seventy five dollars, right. you know. Right. And and the rents went up 20 percent. OK, right. so stop panicking. OK, right. you know, there is you don't have to wait for rates to go down. The rates don't matter. OK, as long as you're profitable, you know, as long as your thing cash flows. So that's you getting good at your numbers. You don't sit and suck your thumb. You know, right. you get, you're still right. And high. There's still deals out there, maybe less of them, but right. but most people also go into hibernation. So well, that, yeah, well, that's a good thing. I mean, it's it it's time to go to work. Then that's it shakes out the right, it shakes out right. the wannabes. Right. And uh, for for the professionals that are in it, you know, understand that you know most wealth is made in down market. So yeah, you have exactly. to position yourself to win. Okay, you got to protect yourself from taxes, from lawsuits, right. from down market. So I call it playing. That's principle two, playing defense, right? right? And principle one, building your liquidity. Well, save by saving, being liquid, because if you have money, see, opportunities will find you. You don't have to go looking. They're like, you know, you'll have what I call the cash flow glow. And people will bring deals to you if you put yourself in what I call target rich environments, you know, where you have, because see, money follows value, right? So as long as you can People say I need to make more money. I always tell them that's the wrong question. You know, right. it's what specialized knowledge do you have? Are you uh, uh, pleasing your fellow man? Right. That right. because are you being of service? That's where money comes from. And so there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money or profiting because I was just reading this quote by from the Atlas Shrug by the uh, at the wedding quote, and he says, "Well, if mo money is you say money's root of all evil." Well, what's the root of money? <laughs> and, right. right. And, uh, and the love of money is the root of all. The money. love. See, see, yeah. get that wrong, right? right. The, which get that wrong basically too. Yeah. Have no idols before me. Don't make money an right. idol. That's what, right. it, what it means. And people take all kinds of stuff out of context. And don't get me started. I was about to go another way. But yes, they yeah. take stuff out of <laughs> We're running out of time, Curtis. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, yeah. So when you just think about how to, you know, what are the opportunities that open up? Right. Because there's always opportunities. And so you have to keep your eyes. It's like a quarterback. Right. You have to look. You can start scramble and looking to run around. Or if you keep right. your ideas, your, your eyes down the field, you'll find somebody that that a receiver got open. Right. And you can you can make a good play out of a busted play. So you have to always look downfield, looking for opportunities and you're positioned. You are able to respond with ability because you've invested in your knowledge. Right. That's great, man. That's that. I think that's very powerful and something that, especially now. And I don't, I, I, I couldn't tell you why right now means so much. I mean, that'd be a whole nother right. podcast, right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, there's just a lot going on, and the chasm between the have and have nots is growing wider and wider. And, um, you know, people people need to start looking out for themselves and each other a lot more. So, you know, I would agree with. Well, how would get? How would Folks get in touch. See, but here's the let's go. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that for a second, right? Okay. So when you look at the 99 percenters and the one percenters, right. right? Is there something going wrong on nefarious there? Not really. Okay. Right. Because if you break it apart, 
I, I did a YouTube on this. So I I have all kinds of little, I blow up little myths all the time, right? And um, because if you break it down, there's a knowledge gap and there's a behavior gap. So nobody wants to talk about that, okay? If you follow, what is, what did, uh, uh, I don't know if it was um, Errol Nightingale's Gail and Jim Rohn said, if you, if you, you know, if you follow around a poor person, you could observe that, okay, let's not do that. Let's do the opposite of that. Right. And so a lot of times people with, with means one, they don't have a scarcity mindset because they understand there's more than enough for everybody to have more than enough. And a lot right. of times politicians and, you know, different organizations, they make money by fear and scarcity and promoting sure. that kind of stuff, you know, promoting class warfare between yeah. the rich and the poor. Right? right. But me or you making a lot of money doesn't take money from me because wealth has right. to be created and is created from your ideas, your imagination, the service you're creating and money's a result of that. See, a lot of people don't understand that. Right. And so they, so when you look at what people do at their time and their behaviors, they live in scarcity. They live in consumption. They live in, you know, as opposed to living in prosperity, living, being a producer, creating, pleasing your fellow man's Walter Williams would say, you know, right. you're, you know, and so if we're not focused on, on that, then you're going to struggle financially. So most right. of this game is mental. And uh, um, I used to talk to youth and I'd say, well, you know, um, do you want minimal wage? I said, you know, and I was so this I tell people understand economics not minimal wages. I know I'm gonna get say I can get mad at me. Don't get mad at Tim. This is Curtis talking, right? Minimal wage is stupid, right? Minimal wage right. is discriminatory if you understand economics, right? Right. Because there's nothing new under the sun. It's it's just a form of wage and price control, right? So it's like so to me, you have to understand economics. You know, Jim Rohn say economics is major. So if you raise the price. The demand goes down. So if you raise the price of labor, demand for labor goes down because it's a cost, right? So, and if you raise the cost, you hurt the people you're trying to help because if you, let's say you're young and you're 12 and you don't know how to do anything, but like you, you're a good kid. All right, right. well, you can come sweep the floor. You can, because we, we had a store, we hired people like that, that would help bag up groceries. Right. And, do, you know, my dad was hiring People, you know, we had a little corner store, you know, 12, 13, giving them stuff to do. Well, when you create a minimum wage law, you make it illegal for two people to negotiate what your effort is worth because you have to have your first job first. And so when you raise the minimum wage, you cut off the bottom of the economic ladder because, you know, I have to pay you $15 an hour, but you ain't right. worth $15 an hour yet. Right. So I can't hire you by law. Right. So anyway, that's another tangent, but you know, that kind of stuff, but it's that kind of thinking of by politicians, by, you know, that not, you know, thinking they're helping, but they don't pay attention to the, uh, Frederick in the law. He says, there's a scene in the unseen, right? right? Nobody, they see the photo ops and we raise minimum wage, but you don't look at the, the, the long-term effects of that policy because by that time they're out of office and, you know, now you got another crop of people trying to fix their earlier mistakes or build on it. Oh, we just didn't do enough. We got to raise it again. You know, right. everybody needs to earn a living wage. You know, that's the kind only of stuff. fix so, they know. It's that's the only fix they know. Yeah. Print money. Right. right. And uh, uh, so, but see, you can take control of your finance. That's what I teach. It doesn't matter what they do. It You have to control because you can't control the economy, but you no. can control your personal economy, which is your production and consumption as a family.
And right. that's bottom line. What I'm teaching is to learn the game, play the game, become more efficient, be of more service. Awesome. And uh, listen to what Curtis says to do. <laughs> Just do it. Just Curtis, do it. thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, how, how would someone get in touch with you? Uh, so you can go to the practice. Uh, what is it called? Um, you follow me. If you want to hear more of the madness that is Curtis, go go to the Practical Wealth Show. Uh, you can follow me on IG or go to our YouTube channel. Just search for the Practical Wealth Show. Uh, in the YouTube videos and on IG, if you click my link tree, that will take you to the show. It will take you to uh, uh, I, I give a, a complimentary consultation, nice. and it will um, uh, you know, you, we can have a conversation and 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 see if what I do in it resonates with what you we can talk about next steps well i think we all we feel smarter already so appreciate it so. curtis has been fantastic i actually look forward to talking to you again sometime have a blessed week and we'll talk soon my pleasure thank you have a good one